0: say something. It's like a podcast, but it's a vodcast, so you can listen and watch. It's like news talk or sports talk, but it's life talk, so we can walk the road together. On today's show, John Stone Street of Colson Center and Breakpoint joins us to chat about good news in today's culture.
1: The the main thing I think to realize is, is to take seriously the cultural moment without losing hope, is to realize that this moment is part of a larger story. And that story ultimately is culminating in the fact that God uh, will in Christ make all things new.
0: Thanks for joining the conversation. Here we go. (laughs) Okay, so this is John Stone Street, and he is so brave to be in the car. I am brave. He's I don't like, even know where we're going. No, I just got
1: in, and yeah. somebody started moving. And...
0: and he's like, What are we doing? No where are idea. we going? John Stone Street is president of the Colson Center, co host of Breakpoint, and the author of several books, the most recent with Brett Kunkel called A Practical Guide to Culture, Helping the Next Generation Navigate Today's World. John is a highly sought after public speaker who addresses tens of thousands of students, teachers, parents, and pastors each year. John lives with his family in Colorado Springs, Colorado. John's in Dallas and so we're grabbing him because we want to share with you some of the great news that he has and uh, he's with Breakpoint Is it Breakpoint Ministries?
1: It's Colson Center.
0: Colson Center. And
1: Breakpoint is part of uh, the Colson Center.
0: Tell us a little bit about it.
1: Colson Center is uh, really an organization that wants to help Christians and uh, really wants to help people think clearly about the culture. Culture's in a lot of change right now. A lot of people are panicking about the change. Don't know what to do. Don't know how to think about it. So hopefully we can bring a little bit of clarity around truth and and, uh, concepts of truth and hope and, and, and justice. And and uh, so on
0: i think people definitely would love a message of hope
1: mm-hmm. yeah i, mean, I think I, I, you know hope oftentimes means kind of wishful thinking in our culture right that's i mean it's so it's so nebulous first of all it's just kind of a feeling do i feel better about the world and that's not really helpful in the long run i mean if we feel bad i guess it's better to feel better but but we want to have something stable right something okay solid. so
0: tell us your definition of hope
1: well, I think hope is uh, a, a confidence uh, that history is not out of control. And uh, that's got to be, there's got to be something that stabilizes history. And yeah. I think that's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If Christ is risen, then the future is secure. Um, as crazy as it might get in this moment, or as we move from this cultural moment to the next cultural moment, um, the entire story is uh, still in the same direction. Mm-hmm.
2: So you're not panicked then I take
1: it. Oh, well, sometimes cuz I have three ga- three daughters. So that that's enough to make you panic, right? That's I mean, enough. good heavens. I <laughs> I you know, I don't know how many guns you have to have to not feel panicked with daughters. That's
0: hilarious. Apparently I don't have
1: enough. So, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I
2: have heard you talk about um about if something the question that we need to ask is if if something is broken, how do we fix it? Yeah. And I just I've I've loved your answer about that um about what the rewords, and, mm-hmm. yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, I
1: just think the rewords that, that uh, rewords are fascinating because rewords always talk about you know again, you know, you return or you you know renew, you regift, right? <laughs> you do, you do things, uh, you know, again, uh, and you know, in in the Bible, there's a ton of rewords. I mean, if you just mm-hmm. kind of look at the Bible, particularly the New Testament. Uh, it seems kind of clear that God must love rewords because there's a whole bunch of them, mm-hmm. you know, in, in in the Scripture. I mean, and I know it was written in Greek, and you have to translate it. But all the words we translate are these reword ideas, right? Renew and redeem Goodbye. and restore, revive, resurrect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and here's here's where it all kind of fits together is we know that the brokenness of the world is real and we see it, we experience it. Sometimes it gets really personal in our own lives or communities or families, either from tragedy or evil. Uh, And all all that to say, we know that something's wrong with the world, but that's where hope comes is that, is that the certainty because of Christ's resurrection a reword Mm -hmm. that evil doesn't have the final say Mm -hmm. that uh, as a, One writer has put it, all that sad will one day be made untrue. And um, that's really the message. You you look, and and it's not only the fact that there's a a, a hope one day, that things are going to be returned back to the way they're supposed to be, and that evil is going to be defeated and so on, but that we actually have a, a place, a role to play in participating in making that renewing, activity happen yeah it's like the hope for
0: today yeah
1: that's right it's not a hope just for the future you know that we're going to get kind of rescued out of here but that we have a a, we can actually bring hope to other people uh, or at least be a conduit of hope you know to other people by by letting them know that promise of renewal and restoration
0: So as you think about your Breakpoint podcast, which comes out daily.
1: Every single day. Yeah. um,
0: Are there any that just stand out to you that go, gosh, this really impacted me? Or just some thoughts that, you know, we've, we've had Dr. Evans before give like his five tips, like Mm -hmm. life tips and, and. But he's uh, so
1: much older than I am. I'm not old enough to have five tips. I I mean, I have like three or two. We we don't count. (laughs)
0: But just those things that you sit there and your mind goes back to, and it really informs you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's really kind of more themes. I think the, oh, that's the one good. big theme that we kind of come back to over and over again, which is such a, a helpful lens to looking at and understanding the culture in which we live, is uh, the image of God. Like the okay. fact that every single person has dignity and value. Now, listen, you can go stop almost anybody in the street and they're, they're, I think they'll agree with you. Yeah, every person has dignity and so on. Mm-hmm. But if you ask why, like what grounds that dignity? Yeah, We have to realize that the idea of universal human value and dignity and equality, most cultures throughout the history of the world, that was never a thing because there was never, you have to have something to, to kind of birth that. Mm-hmm. And actually the thing, according to most thinkers, including atheists like Friedrich Nietzsche, that birth those ideas was yeah. the Christian vision that every person is made in the image and likeness of God. So we don't acquire value based on what we can do. We don't um, we assign that. value. I know,
0: just right there, mm-hmm. just, just not acquiring value. Right. On well, because we people do. think. I mean, it's such a it's such a it's such a driven society to perform. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so if you can't achieve it, it's like what is the inherent value within each uh, yeah, person? Yeah. No, I, I
1: think that's exactly right. I, th- I think we it's kind of like we treat people like we treat stuff right Mm -hmm. so we want stuff that is useful to us and stuff that looks good and that's how we treat people we Mm -hmm. want people who are useful to us
2: yeah Mm -hmm. our marriages yeah
1: that's right and it's got to look good right so we treat people like iPhones and that's we treat people like stuff and and so you know we use this language in our culture all the time about dignity and equality, but if it's not grounded in something, right. and I think that's what's so fun about Breakpoint is that when we get to talk about, uh, you know you know people who have stood up for dignity and equality and people who have stood up for universal human value and so on, the great news is is we can ground it in this truth. You know right. God actually made the world this way, and he made you this way. <laughs> and uh, so you know the, your your dignity's not up in the air. Okay, so that's one of your five points. You oh, I have to have more. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, it could and... be the things? <laughs> well, one of the five themes. you
1: know, the other thing is, um, I love uh, the, the 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 idea of calling. Um, mm-hmm. And so when we when we you you know this when you meet someone who's who who's doing exactly what God made them to do. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and it's especially powerful when. Doing what God made them to do intersects with some big need that the world has, yeah. right? And, and and it's amazing. There's so many uh, stories of, of of people doing just amazing things because they have come come to realize their calling or, or their vocation. I was down in um, Mexico a couple of years ago, and I you know went to this. Um, presentation of sea turtles. I was with my daughter and she loved it. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, there was a South African couple and apparently God has made some people to love sea turtles and it's yeah. the South Af- African couple and it just inspires you, right, to do that. But, but you know, you find people who um, who are just really uh, settled and confident mm-hmm. in their faith and mm-hmm. uh, their relationship with, with God and with that comes an understanding of identity and an understanding of who they are. And there's a life that comes out of them, it's a life, you know, T.S. Eliot called it life with a capital L, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just biological life, it's life and living and that's So when he
0: thing. referred to that, he was referring to the function of each human being when he did the life with a capital L? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Well, it's well. Did he? Um, it, he made it in a couple places. Yeah, I'm just thinking, curious
0: because it's like that's so fascinating to mm-hmm. term it that way. Life with a capital L, which goes to your purpose, your identity, your mm-hmm. grounding, your calling.
1: Well, you know, it's the difference in you know we always talk about like in you know the difference between the Greek and the English mm-hmm. when you talk about the Bible, right? So we say like there's four words for love in the Bible. No, there's four words. We only have one word, love, and it doesn't accurately talk about the distinctions of how we can live properly with each other. Life is the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, there's chronos, that's time, there's bios, that's biological life. And then there's this word that John uses throughout the entire gospel, which is zoe. Z O E Z Z-O-E. Yeah. Zoe Yeah, and I actually my daughter's middle name is that um, Zoe because it's just it means kind of the essence of life. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 the life that results because God breathes into man the breath of life mm-hmm. right so there's a quality there's an essence and it's funny because he uses that about talking about eternal life so it's not like eternal life in terms of chronos like eternal like after you after you're dead right, it's eternal, eternal life eternal. like now yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. starts now goes throughout all eternity it's a yeah it's yeah. it's, it's, it's a know, great picture the
2: bible also makes a distinction when lord is spelled with all capitals mm-hmm. it means something different than just you know the right first that's
0: person. the name mm-hmm. that's like what yeah yeah it is. right yeah.
1: right
2: So I think about that when you say life with a capital L, it's like Mm -hmm. a true connection to, like you said, what your purpose is.
0: Well, and and how much that gives you life. You know, John, do you know um, Bill Hendricks? Who's uh, Howard's son? Yeah, okay. I, mean, I don't know him
1: personally, but well, sure. he has
0: a center here called the Giftedness mm-hmm. Center, and he, and it is, it's like your giftedness and your calling is like your thumbprint. It's different right. for everybody, and and it's real. Like yeah. you, you can't deny it. It's a part of who you are. It's in your DNA, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like what is that? And
1: what, what I want to add to that is, um, is. is it, it, is, is that uh, something that comes out of what Paul told us about God in, in Acts 17, that God determines the times and places in which we live. Right. So it, it's really important that I think we find out, okay, how has God made me? Has He made me creative? Has He made me, uh, you know, innovative? Has He made me as a healer? And these are all really important things, but it's also important to realize that God puts us in a time and a place. Mm-hmm. And He intentionally places us in one cult uh, context and not in another context. And the reason that that's important uh, is that somehow the giftedness and the abilities and the talents he, he gives us intersects with what the world needs now. Oh, that's so I, I, good. Yeah, and, and, and I, and, but that, see, that applies, uh, that, that there's a level of responsibility, uh, right. you know, in calling, that, that, that really have a responsibility to, to kind of steward these gifts. Bible, I mean, you can almost describe how what God wants humans to do from the beginning to the end is stewardship, right? We're supposed to Absolutely. steward the earth and steward our gifts and steward our families and steward, 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 steward. Um, but we need to steward our time and place. And so, if there's great evil in our culture, we have a responsibility to to speak out on it. Mm-hmm. If there's great um, uh, if, if there's a good that is in danger of being lost, we need to protect it, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so somehow, and I love what Frederick Buechner says that God typically calls us to the place where our deep gladness and the world's deep hunger intersect. Oh, and that's,
2: that's just really so great. Good. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Well, and, and John, I love what you talked about with, you know, we're here at a certain time in a certain place, and that's been ordained by the Lord. And I think of something that just popped into my mind is how many parents are lamenting right now this digital, the time and place. Well, this yeah. digital age that we have to parent, that nobody uh-huh. else has had to parent the way that we have to parent around all the social media and all of that. And I just think that's a, a real um, confidence booster that the Lord was um, he was uh, intentional yeah about play he, he knew that there would be this yeah. issue he knew yeah. um, so I, I love that as a word for parents.
1: Well, and it's a tough one because I'm a parent too. And I think there's way too many glowing rectangles in my kid's life. And so taking seriously... Glowing the glowing Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, they're that. everywhere.
0: That's hilarious. Uh, including
1: one that's looking at us yeah. right now as we're recording. <laughs> but no, it, 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 it's, not, it's not like we underestimate or trivialize the challenges of the moment. I mean, right. there are real challenges right. with technology. There are real lies and myths that technology... Kind of inculcates us with right that we are in control and that we you know we can you know kind of be in control of all of reality and we we, de- we deserve getting all of our answers immediately i mean these are these are things that kind of technology teaches us without teaching us anything so we got to parent around that mm-hmm. But the, the main thing I think to realize is is to take seriously the cultural moment without losing hope is to realize that this moment is part of a larger story. And that story ultimately is culminating in the fact that God uh, will in Christ make all things new. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and so that is that is true. The most true thing about our moment uh, is the most true thing about the story. And mm-hmm. so if we can keep those two mm-hmm. things straight, it really helps.
0: All right. Okay. So we're at our location. I know. But if you had a charge, because Brenda's always like, into is a charge. <laughs> Tell us. Is there something that you would do like as a takeaway?
1: Well, I, I think, um, I mean, you know, it, it's hard to get better than to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and then that will help you love your neighbor as yourself. This, and, and Augustine talked about, I think in a very powerful way, that we are what we love. Mm-hmm. And so the greatest commandment is not to think, it's not to believe, it's to love. But you have to love clearly. You have to love carefully. You have to remember that it's God we're loving, not just, you know, my best friend. Right. And that orders so many other loves, mm-hmm. right? So if you get the you get that one right, and a heart, soul, mind, so how we think, how we know, how we relate, how we yeah. feel, how we decide, that's going to order our relationships and our culture in a, in a way that, um, I think, will help us love our neighbor.
2: That's the change okay. agent. If we're going to change anything, We've got to start there. That's what the Bible teaches us. Yeah, that's right. You it's know, a great commandment. We're never unify. Mm-hmm. That's why it's the greatest commandment. I want you guys to keep talking.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you want
2: to go in here and learn how right. to use more.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's so have hilarious. fun. Okay. okay, have fun and enjoy thanks the conversation. Thanks for joining us. us. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks again for joining the conversation. We love hanging out with you guys. Want to stay connected? like or follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or follow us on Instagram.
1: See you next time on Say Something.